welcome to our Kingdom Culture Podcast. For today's message, we are thankful for what God is doing through this podcast to encourage and transform lives around the world. If you have a story to share about how God has encouraged or transformed your life through this podcast, we would love to hear about it by emailing us at mystory@kingdomculture.ca. If you would like to support this ministry financially to help us bring messages like this to you every week, you can do so online at kingdomculture.ca at the give option. We also would love to connect with you on our social media, on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy! Hey, Kingdom Culture family, happy Sunday. Welcome to our online experience. So glad that you're with us this morning. Thank you so much to the worship team. We're just so thankful that every week, even if it's for a short time, we get the opportunity to worship together, uh, even if it's for one song. And I encourage you to engage in these moments. So thank you so much to the worship team. And you know, we just finished out our 21-day communion challenge. That was yesterday, 21 days straight of communion. I really hope that you were able to be a part of that. If you've been part of our community or new with us, I really hope that you were able to take part in that as an individual, as a married couple, as a family with your kids. I know for us, every day, uh, my kids took part in the 21 days. We went straight all the way to yesterday, 21 days every day. And I know even for my youngest, just seeing her ability to process and understand more and more what it means to take part in communion. She's five years old. Of course, my older kids have more of an understanding of it, but it's just, I think it's so important to do these things in repetition. Remember, it's not just a symbol. I believe it's a prophetic act. It's an experiential part of our relationship with God to commune with God in the communion. One of the main things I try to teach my kids is that we're communing with God in the act of communion. We're not just doing this, you know, routine, this ritual, this tradition because, you know, Jesus said he wants us to do it. We're doing it because we believe. We're doing it because we're connecting. We're doing it because we want to receive and experience that divine exchange that happens of fresh faith and strength and perspective when we take part in communion. So I really hope that you were able to be a part of that. And if you were, and if you, even if you joined like halfway through or a quarter of the way through, we would love to hear your feedback. Like how did it impact your relationship with God? How did it impact your relationship with your spouse or your kids or what happened in your life during that time that you can maybe trace back to, Hey, like, you know, Jesus was literally like your focus for those 21 days because you were constantly being reminded of his grace and his forgiveness, his goodness, his healing power over your life. Maybe you were healed in your body. Maybe something really transformative took place. Please send us an email at vip at kingdomculture.ca or let us know in the chat like what happened. We want to celebrate with you. I also want to encourage all those that are watching, you may have already heard it in the announcements, to join us for our Wednesday midweek all church, all team Zoom meeting. We're inviting everybody, everyone that calls KC their home, everyone that's on the team, of course, but everyone that calls Kingdom Culture their home. We have not had an all church meeting since August. And so I wanna encourage you to all be there, to make an effort to be there. All the details are below, you see it there. Um, Well, you'll also get an email reminder. Please get onto our email list if you're not already, as well as a text 
reminder as well. But we're going to be talking about what's coming up in this season, talking about the holiday dream, some important updates, important things that we want to discuss with you and so and share with you as we move into the fall season, into Christmas. And so please, please do whatever you can to be there. We want to see you there. It's so important, you guys, that in this season we do what we can to connect beyond just the Sunday. And yes, we're still tirelessly looking for a building, okay? We have not given up on yet. And I, you know, I apologized a few weeks ago just for the reality of what we're all experiencing. It's not good. I mean, it kind of sucks that we're still online only and it's been 20 months. And so please hang in there with us. We're trying. As you know, we were about to relaunch officially October 2nd and just you know, days before our soft launch, the end of September with our team, we were told that they still did not get the uh, vaccination exemption passport sign off legally for Cineplex to, to house houses of worship and to host houses of worship. So we found that out days before our soft launch. And so now we are kind of scrambling and we've been scrambling um, for the last, I'd say three and a half weeks. So pray with us believe with us that we're either going to find a new space, temporary space, bias space, or can temporarily even go back to Cineplex because they get the goal, they get the green light. Uh, whatever the case may be, we want to meet you guys. We're not giving up. We're not just staying online because we want to. Trust me, we are looking. So please keep us in prayer. I think one of the things that I've been praying in this last season about is asking God, I've been asking God to speak loud, to speak loud. And there's been lots of moments in the last season, even in the last three months specifically, where it's like God has been screaming at me, not in the negative sense, but like just speaking very loud, getting my attention. It's like there's moments in life and moments in our spiritual journey where it feels like God is whispering to us. It's like we get these quiet nudges, these quiet, you know, movings within us in our spirit to kind of tell us to go here or tell us to do this or say this or whatever. And he's leading us and we know he's leading us, but it's kind of quiet. It's it's more like a whisper, you know, the 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 Elijah talks about this in his experience where it wasn't in all the crazy stuff, the fire and the the wind and the rocks crashing, but it was in the still small voice, the whisper of God. The still small voice actually means the whisper of God. And But there are times when it's not just the whisper, it's loud, it's in your face. And I've been praying for God to do that in my personal life in this season on many different levels. I mean, I'm praying for that when it comes to like our next step as a ministry, as a church, as an organization in regards to a building and a place to call home. I'm praying that. But even in my personal life with my relationship with, with Jesus, I'm asking God, like speak loud in this season. And I'm just praying that over you today, that in this season, God would speak loud to you. I believe that this message today, what I'm going to share with you is really a prophetic message for the season. It's not going to feel like, um, you know, a teaching. It's not going to feel like a preach even in any, in any way, the way it's structured, the way I feel the Holy Spirit wants me to share it with you. I just believe the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you today through this word. He's going to show us the importance of positioning our heart to look for God to speak in higher volumes when in previous seasons it feels like God has been speaking in a lower volume. My prayer is that God's going to speak to you loudly in this season. And I've been sitting on this word and it's been a prophetic sort of unraveling for me. When God speaks to me a word and there's confirmation, 
usually there's a slow or fast sometimes, depending on the, se the, the season, unraveling of what that word really means and what that word, what, what God wants to unpack to me or for me within that word. And I feel like it's been that way. I've been sitting on this word since September 26th. And it started off, I, we were actually recording. Uh, we were with a bunch of leader, our leaders, and we were recording a worship uh, a worship moment for Sunday that you've that you we take part in each week and and we had gathered and right before we started to record the worship right before we began to worship together this was September 26th I was asking the Lord to show me something like what do you want to say like what what are you doing what do you want to say and instantly I saw this lightning bolt in my mind it's like I had this vision this impression in my mind's eye of a lightning bolt. It was very strong. It was instant. And I heard God say this, the voice of the Lord is like lightning splitting the cedars. The voice of the Lord is like lightning splitting the cedars. And so I'm, I'm hearing this. I haven't shared it with anybody yet. We're about to move into recording. I literally opened my Bible. I'm like asking God, okay, I'm like, I hear that. I hear that. I, I, rem I recall uh, you know, a verse in the Bible talking, talking about the power of God's voice to split the mighty cedars, okay? I literally opened the Bible. My Bible did not have like a bookmark in it, did not have, you know, the little, the little you know, thread that kind of keeps it open. I just opened it randomly, okay? Randomly to a random page in the Bible, literally. I opened the Bible up, and you're going to see an image of, of this on the screen in a few moments. I opened the Bible up, and the only verse that my eyes see out of the entire Bible is Psalms 29 verse 7 saying this, the voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. And right beside the verse, I had drawn a bolt of lightning. This is like probably years, maybe even a decade ago, okay? But I opened it up and literally, so I have this word, I see a lightning bolt in my mind, I have this vision, God is speaking. I open the Bible seconds later the, the, to the exact verse, Psalms 29 verse seven, and it reads, the voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. Look at the, the image on the screen right now, you can see it. Look at that. There's a lightning bolt right beside the verse. So I'm thinking to myself, man, God, you're speaking. I know I shared it with one of our leaders beside me at the time. And I, I just like, man, God, you're speaking. Like when God speaks to you a word and then he confirms it, pay attention. Okay. And then literally within 10 to 15 minutes later, and I have the text, you're going to see it about 10 to 15 minutes later, uh, at 10 51 AM, a friend from Vancouver texts me. Okay. We still hadn't actually, or now at that at this point, I think we were already in the recording. I'm not quite sure of the timeline now, but about 10 to 15 minutes later, 10:51 a.m., a friend from Vancouver texts me a message with three lightning bolt emojis. You can see the the message on the screen, three lightning bolt emojis. So now I'm thinking I have this confirmation once or this this word. I get a second. I get a confirmation of it in the Bible with a literal lightning bolt with the exact verse talking about the voice of the Lord like lightning. And then I get a message from a guy in Vancouver like 10 to 15 minutes later with three lightning bolts. Now I'm paying attention. I'm like, God, what are you saying? 
and I can tell you, this is kind of stuff has happened to me thousands of times, but every time it happens, I'm always in awe and I'm always in wonder. And I'm always like, okay, God, you have my attention. Like, this is amazing. What are you saying? Because I know this and I've learned this about the voice of God that when there are three confirmations, it is a now word from God. You can see this in Acts 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 16. Peter's vision happened three times and it was like a now word for Peter to go preach to the Gentiles. You see even when something is confirmed twice in Genesis 41 verse 32 in regards to Pharaoh's dreams, Joseph actually says in some translations, because you had the same dream twice, it was repeated. It means God has established it. It means it's established. When it happens a third time, it's a now word from God. So I'm paying attention. So today's message for you that I'm praying is an encouragement for you that is also backed up with a prayer for you that God would speak loud in this season is when lightning strikes. Write that down. When lightning strikes, things happen. When lightning strikes, things happen. Now let me just take a Selah moment and drink some espresso. So like I said, I'm praying for the lightning of God in your lives today. That his voice would strike in such a way that it would leave a long-lasting impact in your life in this season. God, I'm just asking right now, let me just take a moment. I'm asking right now that your voice would strike like lightning. We can't always expect it. We don't always know where it's going to come. We don't always know. Sometimes we hear the rumblings. We think maybe it could be, but we never know when the bolt of lightning is going to strike but we end up seeing the results. And I pray that this would be a result seeing season, that we would see results, the results of your voice speaking, speaking about things that we've been battling for maybe a decade now, things that we've been believing for, for two decades now, things that we've been struggling with, challenges that we're facing, obstacles, walls that stand in front of us that feel like impossible to penetrate. I pray that this would be a season where just like your lightning can strike and split the mightiest of cedars, that you would break down walls, that you would literally move obstacles on our behalf in this season because there's power in your voice in Jesus' name. I remember as a kid, when it was dark and cloudy outside or humid or, you know, or, or you can kind of feel the, the temperature of like when a lightning storm is going to happen or a thunderstorm is going to happen. I remember as a kid, you know, I was fascinated with lightning. I even did, I remember doing a project. I don't remember what year it was. Could have been middle school or high school. I did a project on lightning and I was always fascinated with like the fork lightning, the lightning bolts, those light, those jagged edged lightning bolts always fascinated. I, I, you know, I, I don't mind sheet lightning, sheet lightning. I think it's kind of cool and the whole sky lights up, but I've always loved those surprise fork lightning moments where a, a tree just got it, you know, or a house just got it or some, something just got it. It came down and did some damage for sure. I've always been fascinated with the power of fork lightning. And interestingly enough, little, little, uh, fact for us, the, the, a, a bolt of lightning is actually the width of a thumb and hotter than the sun. Isn't that interesting? The width of a thumb and yet hotter than the sun. Insignificant in width, insignificant in size, but powerfully visible 
and powerfully hot. While the intensity of lightning strike can make them appear as thick bolts of lightning across the sky, the actual width of a lightning bolt is only two, get this, to three centimeters. Two to three centimeters, you guys. And the average length of a lightning bolt is about two to three miles. So it's really, really skinny and thin, but very long, very long, very strong. The charge carried down this small channel of a bolt of lightning is so intense that the temperature of the lightning can reach 30,000 degrees Celsius. That's five times hotter than the surface of the sun. 14, or sorry, 1.4, sorry, 1.4 billion strikes every year. 1.4 billion strikes every year of lightning is one of the most one of the nature's most recurrent and common spectacles around the world there are over 3 million flashes 3 million flashes every day that's around 44 strikes every second now a little bit of a fun fact is that until the late 18th century it was believed that the ringing church bells repelled lightning so many church bells bore the inscription fulgora frango meaning I chase lightning. Interesting, isn't it? That in the 17th or 18th century, it was believed that ringing church bells actually repelled lightning. And so that's why so many church bells had the inscription, Fulgero Frango, meaning I chase lightning. Okay, obviously we weren't educated back then about what attracts lightning and the very thing that you don't want to be near during a lightning storm. During a thunderstorm, bell ringers would run to the bell tower to ring the bells. However, a high tower with a metal bell was in fact the worst place to be. Between 1753 and 1786 in France, 103 bell ringers were struck by lightning and killed, resulting in the custom being banned. It just took 33 years to figure it out that probably being near uh, a bell during a lightning storm wasn't the greatest idea. But a little bit of a fun fact, and I, I feel like our life's journey as spiritual believers is one of a lightning chaser. We're chasing after the voice of God in our life. The Bible in Psalms 29 likens the voice of God to a bolt of lightning, strikes like bolts of lightning. And I believe that our whole, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion and I believe with all my heart, honestly, is that our whole life is about chasing the voice of God. It's part of our relationship. You can't chase relationship with God without chasing the, the voice of God. You can't separate the voice from the person, okay? They're one in the same. As I pursue God, I'm pursuing all that he is and all that he reflects and all that he emulates. And his voice is a huge, huge, if not the greatest part of that relationship, the exchange of communication, the exchange of intimacy that happens in communication. So our whole life's journey is one of that of a lightning chaser. And we are looking to recognize his voice. I believe that the voice of God is like the flesh of the relationship. You know, the word of God, the Bible, the, the, the infallible truth of the word, the Logos word, okay, is like the skeleton. It's the framework. And his voice is like the flesh on that skeleton. It brings everything to life in our lives. Remember Ezekiel chapter 37, where Ezekiel has the vision 
of the, the, the dead man's bones, the dry bones, and they begin to rattle as he begins to prophesy the voice of the Lord, the voice of God over the bones, over the framework, all of a sudden what happens is muscle and flesh and skin begin to form on these bones. Remember that vision, okay? That's why I believe the voice of God is like the fresh bread, the fresh manna, the the life. It gives life to the frame, life to the skeleton. When we learn to hear God's voice and accept that the Holy Spirit is the one that's gonna guide us into all truth, the word of God, the skeleton, the framework, the Logos word comes alive to us. It comes alive to us, but we need that fresh Holy Spirit encounter, God speaking to us for the script to come alive. This is why we need his voice. It's the most powerful, it has the most powerful outcome in all of the universe. Let's think about how everything we know was created. So I want to give us two quick things today, two quick things, two things that happen when his voice strikes like lightning or speaks to us, okay? Number one, creation takes place. Write that down. Number one, creation takes place. We could we could literally stay here in this one moment for hours and hours and break down the creative life that happens when God's voice speaks into a situation. The power of the tongue is life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit, Proverbs 18. I mean, we could, we could speak an, a verse after verse about the power of when God's voice speaks through a prophetic word or any situation and scenario, it brings life to the situation. Hebrews chapter 11, verse three, by faith, we understand that the worlds, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, we understand that the things were framed, that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are are visible. God said, let there be light in Genesis. Genesis chapter one, verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse three, then God said, he spoke, let there be life. And what happened? Or light. There was light. There was light. He spoke and creation happened. He declared a word and the outcome was something happened that was visible. You may not be able to anticipate his voice. You may not be able to locate his voice just as you can't always locate lightning. You may not be able to even hear the lightning or hear his voice, but you will be able to eventually see the results of it. Okay. You will always see the results of it. And this is, uh, uh, this is a reality that we all live. We, we struggle. We struggle to recognize the voice of God. And because we struggle to recognize the voice of God sometimes, we claim that we're not hearing the voice of God. But the voice of God is always speaking. And the whole journey has always been about learning to recognize what he's always saying. And so even though our ears aren't always tuned in to what he's saying, we still see the evidence around us of his voice. We look at the universe around us, the trees outside, the fact that we have oxygen to breathe, our bodies, how our biology, how were we, cre- we were created, and we see the evidence of his voice. We not, may not always hear it. We weren't there in the beginning to see him create our life, to create our bodies, but we see and are living the evidence of his voice. And when God speaks, things happen, growth happens. You know that lightning actually helps plants 
grow. Let me just read some facts to us. While nitrogen is in the air all around us, for plants to be able to absorb it, a process vital for their growth, they rely on a process called nitrogen fixation. Although much of this process is done by bacteria and algae, the extreme heat of a lightning strike causes nitrogen to bond with oxygen to create nitrogen oxides, which combine with moisture in the air to fall as rain and water plants with nitrate-rich water. So lightning actually causes growth to happen the same way that God's voice, as his voice leads us, if God's voice is leading you all the time, guess what? You're growing all the time. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. God, give us. Matthew 6, it's the prayer. It's the prayer of Jesus. How Jesus taught his disciples to pray. The Lord's Prayer, which really isn't the Lord's Prayer because he didn't actually pray that prayer. He taught the disciples to pray that prayer because in the prayer, he asked for forgiveness and Jesus never needed forgiveness. It was a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. But in that prayer, it was our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I honor you. I put you first. That's what it means to hallow God's name. I put you in your rightful place. I respect you. I revere you. Give us this day was the opening line. Give us this day our daily bread. What we need for life. What we need for life is God's word leading us. You know what it says in John 6? Jesus responds to his crew and says, listen, the food that you eat isn't the food I'm talking about that I eat. My food, he says this, is to do the will of him who sent me. That's how I'm nourished. How did Jesus do the will of the Father on the earth? Well, he said he talked about himself about this in John 5:19, one chapter earlier by saying, "I only do what I see my Father doing." So, what did he hear? What did he do? "I only do what I see my Father doing. I hear God speak and I speak. I see God lead and I lead. I'm letting the Father lead my every step. And that's the thing that most nourishes me. That's my daily bread with God. That's my constant provision, spiritual provision that I need to move forward and do things that have eternal value. It says in Isaiah 55 verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. This is God speaking. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God's words, when they speak, have an accomplishing ingredient, a prospering ingredient inside of every single word. You know that the Bible talks about that angels heed the voice of his word. When God speaks, all heaven backs up his word. That's why they don't go back to him void because when he speaks, creative life follows and makes sure that whatever that word was purposed for, it happens, it prospers, it accomplishes something, it grows something, it nourishes something. You once were a small little plant, God's word speaks over you, God's word you know, covers you, overwhelms you, declares who you are, all of a sudden that little small little plant grows up to be a strong, vibrant tree. That this is this is what God's voice does for all of us. And I know for me, like my relationship with Jesus and growing in his voice every day, leading me, it does something to my soul. It nourishes me. I, I love one of my favorite things about the voice of God is waking up to God speaking to me. Waking up or going to bed. And right before I fall asleep, God's speaking to me. It's like the surprise. I'm not positioned. 
I'm not like in stillness. I'm not meditating on the word. I'm not in worship. I'm not praying. I'm not even thinking about Jesus in the moment. And I love when he invades me, kind of like a lightning strike. It's like, you can't expect it. You don't know when it's going to come. It just happens. And when it happens, you're like, wow, that was so cool. Just like you, 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 would, you would say probably if you saw fork lightning. You know it, it's gonna make impact somewhere. Like it landed somewhere and it's gonna do some impact. You, it may take you some time to find the impact. This is the thing. See, when God speaks to you, like a lightning strike, if you go towards that lightning, you may take you days. It may take you months to figure out where that lightning actually struck, where that impact actually happened, where that tree was split, where that house was struck, where that area of grass or whatever, you know, church bell was struck. It may take you a long time to figure out its impact. But this is the journey that we're on. When God's word speaks, we go. We chase after the impact. We chase after the outcome. We chase after, okay, God, okay, I'm positioned. You're speaking, I'm moving forward. I'm moving towards the lightning. I'm a lightning chaser. I'm moving towards the lightning. I know for me in August, God spoke to me something very, very powerful as I was going to bed. Um, I was like almost, I wasn't asleep, but I was like moving towards that. I was just like just thinking normal thoughts and and God spoke to me very powerfully about something personal that really rocked me about my future. And it was so encouraging, like so encouraging. And it was a direct link to something that he spoke to me almost a decade ago that I woke up to, where I literally woke up to the audible voice of God. I heard a voice speaking to me as I was waking up uh, about something very impactful for my future that directly connected to this. It was like a confirmation almost a decade later. And uh, it was one of those moments that I just could feel my soul being nourished. I could feel like something growing on the inside of me, faith growing on the inside of me. Something of creation was happening and taking place on the inside of me. When God speaks, this is what takes place. Growth happens, creation happens, encouragement, strength happens. This is why we need to be lightning chasers. This is why we need to go after the voice of God in and through our life. Number two, number two, second point, we have creation takes place. Number two, signs follow. Signs follow. I had a conversation with Patricia King, who's been a, a very close uh, um, person in my life over the years, who has had a huge impact and a hu been a huge part of my journey on lots of levels into what I'm doing today, even organizationally on so many levels. You've heard the story before. She forwarded my first book, Secrets of the Supernatural Life, and she's just been a an amazing spiritual mom in uh, my life over the years. And I had a really long conversation with her this week that really encouraged me. But as I was talking to her, I was reminded because she I was actually on her show uh, on TV in the very, very, very beginning of my ministry journey. And, uh, you know, I think she was one of the few, there was a handful of people that I did TV stuff with, like on international TV with, in the very beginning to be introduced into that world of TV. And she really just like taught me a lot and I, she gave me opportunity and platform. And I remember one of the videos I recorded for her was back in 2006, was from a word that I'd had prior, um, uh, I'm not sure how, how long prior, if it was a few years prior, but it was from a word that I'd had. And uh, I had this word, yeah, it might've been in 2004 that I had this word, or 2005, somewhere in there, or maybe even close to 2006, I don't remember, but um, I'd have to go back into my notes. But in, in, around that time before I recorded this, I had this word and I saw, I had a vision one day as I was praying 
during a week where I was scheduled to speak at a church in my city. And I had a vision of this fireball, this giant fireball falling from the sky, like a meteor on fire falling from the sky. No, it wasn't a, a, a an end time prediction. It wasn't like by December 25th, the world's gonna end hit by an asteroid. It wasn't one of those words, but I had this giant fireball and I knew it was God, but I didn't really, kind of like the lightning, it was very simple, like very simple, very realistic, but simple without really much understanding initially of what God was trying to say. But I saw this fireball falling from the sky and I kept thinking, man, it's falling from the sky. Like what, what is this? And, um, and I think it was, it was either the same, it was the same week. I can't remember if it was the day after I woke up and that the Ottawa Citizen, which is my local paper, was sitting on my on my kitchen table when I came downstairs, and the headlines, the front page headlines, read uh, "Fireballs Falling from the Sky," and that the sightings were going to be, I believe it was like seven or eight p.m. somewhere in there on Wednesday night of that week, and that was the same time that I was scheduled to speak at a local church. So I knew God was speaking. I felt like, God, okay, God, you're gonna unravel something to me. I'm gonna share about the fireballs falling from the sky on the same time they're actually falling as a sign in the heavens, as a sign in the sky, they're actually gonna be falling while I'm preaching and sharing this prophetic word. Like, this is powerful, because signs follow. When God's voice speaks and you speak the word signs, follow, okay? And so, I mean, there's, we have tons of stories like this and it's all throughout scripture. And so we, we, we I, I had the chance to like take some time to understand what God was saying and God began to speak to me about us as living sacrifices and how often when a meteor comes uh, before it hits the earth, it's totally consumed by the fire and how Romans 12, we're called to be living sacrifices, totally consumed by God's fire. God says in Hebrews that he's a consuming and all consuming fire. And God brought me to the story of Elijah when he called down fire on the false prophets of Baal and Asherah. And he called down fire and fire came and consumed the sacrifice. And this is the kind of sacrificial life we're called to live. And God was raising up people and leaders that would be totally consumed by his fire. And I shared this word. And as I shared this word on that Wednesday night, there were actual fireball sightings in the sky. I remember the second time I shared it ever, was on international TV, but it was on a national TV station in Canada. I actually just read the testimony like in the last month or so, I found it on my computer. And as I was sharing the same story in Alberta on national international TV, there were reports on the East Coast at the same time I was sharing it of fireballs falling from the sky. And so this is what happens when God gives you a word and you speak his word in obedience, you will often see the signs that will follow to confirm what it is that he is saying. And I remember I was going through all of this in my mind as I was talking to Patricia, it was just reminding me. And there's, you know, part of this verse, I know I read Psalms 29 verse seven in the beginning where it says the voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. But another way that this verse could be read when you break down the Hebrew, understand what it means in the Hebrew, it could be read as the voice of the Lord stirs up the flames of fire. It stirs up the flames of fire. And I just believe that in this season, the voice of God is stirring us. He's stirring us, he's stirring us. He is a consuming fire and he wants to consume us. He wants He wants us to be like on fire. He wants us to not let, let us just be an ember. You know, Paul encouraged Timothy, fan into flame. 
the gift of God. Because right now it's just embers. Like, I want to blow on these embers. God wants us to be fire. God wants us to be set on fire. Passionate about what he's called us to do. Passionate of what he's called us to build. Passionate about his word. Standing for truth. Standing for what he wants us to stand for. And I just believe that uh, God is going to do an amazing, amazing thing in this season. He strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord stirs up the flames of fire. He's stirring us up in this season to be all in, Romans 12, to be a consumed sacrifice. That's our spiritual act of worship. We see God's lightning. I mean, it's all throughout scripture, but Exodus 19, verse 16, Exodus chapter 20, verse 18, around the time where God was giving the law to Moses on Mount Sinai, the people were watching the presence of God envelop this mountain. And out of this mountain, out of this encounter, they were seeing bolts and flashes of lightning everywhere. And it says in, in verse 16, the thunder roared and lightning flashed and a dense cloud came down the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled. It's like God's voice. God's voice was the thing that gave the instruction to Moses at Mount Sinai. Verse 18 of chapter 20, when the people heard the thunder, the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance trembling in fear. Why? Because it made a statement. When God's voice speaks, it makes a statement. When God's voice um, is released, it changes the atmosphere. It makes impact. It leaves a long-lasting outcome. And like I said in the beginning, you cannot separate the person of Jesus the person of Jesus from the voice of Jesus. You can't separate that. You, you get the person of Jesus, you get his voice. It's a part of who he is. Daniel chapter 10, verse six, his body, this is the vision of Daniel, his body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His people and feet, or his arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Matthew 28, verse 3, his face, speaking of Jesus, shone like lightning, and his clothes, his clothing was as white as snow. Revelation 4, verse 5, from the throne came flashes of, like lightning, guys, is everywhere. From the throne, flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder, and in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. And just as... As, as much as lightning is a part of his nature, the same way he is going to come back like a flash of lightning. Matthew 24, verse 27. For as lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Lightning is such an important picture. And the picture is it's unexpected. The picture is it's powerful. The picture is it's loud. The picture is it's majestic. It's beautiful. The picture is it's mysterious. The picture is it's going to have major, major outcome and power to accomplish something of importance. That's the picture that I believe scripture draws with comparing the voice of God and comparing the person of Jesus and the domain of Jesus with lightning. It's this picture that's drawn for us of power, this picture that's drawn for us of majesty and glory and like over, it's overwhelming to the eye. It's overwhelming visibly. And I just pray that in this season for you, that you would be overwhelmed with the awesomeness 
the awesomeness of God's presence in your life, the awesomeness of God's voice in your life, that this season would be a season where lightning would strike, where his voice would strike, and you would see things happen that you've never seen happen. And I'm just praying that you would come to a place where even though you don't know when to expect it, but that you would expect it. You don't know where it's going to come, but you'd be ready when it comes. That you don't know how it's going to happen, but when he speaks, you write it down. When he speaks, you listen. When he speaks, you step out and do the thing that maybe you feel is impossible for you to do. I just believe right now as you're watching, maybe you're new. You're new to this online broadcast. You're new with us this morning. I want to welcome you. But maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. Maybe you don't know what would happen to you if you were to die tomorrow. You don't know what it would be like. You don't. Maybe you don't even believe in the afterlife. You don't believe in there's something next, something better. I believe with all my heart the whole reason why Jesus died, yes, it was for the salvation of our soul. Yes, it was to make all things new. Yes, it's to give us the life that he wants to give us while we live on the earth. But it's also connected to our eternal, our eternal standing with God. That after everything's all said and done, after he's already come back, rearranged some stuff, after our flesh has died, there is more for you. That's why it was so important for Jesus to die on a cross. So he could deal with death. He could deal with disconnection from God for all eternity. That's that, that was a huge part of his death and resurrection so that he could raise you to new life so you could be seated with him in heavenly places. This is a huge part of the eternal motivation of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yes, like I said, it's about living our best life now with God, in relationship with God, but there's something better even after you die. And I want to encourage you in this moment right now, if you've never said yes to Jesus, it's the best decision you'll ever make. Romans 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is God, he is Lord, and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead on the third day, you will be saved. But a decision doesn't change you. A decision just means you're all in to go through the process. We work out our faith with fear and trembling, our salvation with fear and trembling. It's a process. I'm not saying that you're not a new creation instantaneously. As soon as you align your heart, you receive that forgiveness that he's already paid for over 2,000 years ago. It is instantaneous, but it's a process to work out in relationship. You're renewing your mind every day. Romans 12 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind every day you're thinking more and more like Jesus. And as you think more and more like Jesus because you're in a relationship with Jesus, because you made a decision to walk with Jesus, every day that transformation more and more begins to manifest itself to you. You begin to meet the original you, the original designed you from the foundation of the earth. From the very beginning of time, you meet your real self. This is when we meet Jesus, we actually meet our real self. We throw off the false self, the fake self, the self that hides behind masks of insecurity and pride and addiction and all kinds of stuff that tries to rob our lives of freedom. When we meet Jesus, all those things, all those facades are taken away and we're a, we become a brand new creation in Christ. Our, our, our All that stuff literally was put in Jesus's body on the cross so that he could eradicate it from our life. He could destroy sin at its core. And then he was raised from the dead so we could start fresh, start new. It's an amazing, amazing message. It's a message of hope, a message of good news. It's so good, it's too good to be true. And this is why it's called the good news. And if that's you, you're watching right now, I wanna encourage you to take that step and just say yes. 
I receive your forgiveness today, God. I receive your forgiveness today. I believe you've forgiven me past, present, and future. I just confess all that junk in my life that stands between me and you. I know it's there. I see it. I just confess it because I know you've already forgiven me. And in my confession, I'm receiving this forgiveness right now in my life. I believe you're God. I believe you're Lord. I want to walk with you. I want a relationship with you. I want to walk in friendship with you. I want to hear your voice. I want your voice like lightning to strike my life and change everything, change the trajectory of my life. And I believe that you were raised from the dead on the third day. I believe that with all my heart. If you've said that, if you're aligning with that truth right now, that's the best decision I believe you will ever make in Jesus' name. Let's just pray. I want to pray for you that made that decision. Please let us know. We want to be in touch with you. But also, I want to pray for all those that are impacted and were impacted by today's message. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I know it didn't feel like a teaching. I know it didn't feel like a preach, but I feel like I'm coming alive. Like I want to expect God's voice to strike like lightning in this season. I want to expect God's voice to become louder than it's been in the last season in this season. If that's you, I want you to just extend your faith right now. I want to pray with you. God, I thank you that in this season, you're going to get louder. God, I, I'm declaring it. I'm, I'm prophesying it through the camera right now to all those watching that your voice will get louder in Jesus' name. That on areas where it feels like you've been quiet or you're whispering and we're having a hard time tuning in our ear, God, I pray that the volume would turn up in the spirit in Jesus' name. God, I pray that we would see signs of things being created in our life, produced in our life, that there will be signs of impact in our life. I pray that we would see signs to confirm the words that you are saying to us, signs like we I shared in the beginning, just whether they're little or big signs, just to confirm that your voice is, in fact, speaking in Jesus' name. God, I pray for a breakout of healing, a breakout of strength, a breakout of the miraculous, even bizarre. God, I pray for bizarre miracles in this season. I pray for bizarre miracles. You know, it says of Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons in Acts chapter 19, that many unusual miracles were done under the hand of Paul. That even handkerchiefs and aprons that were brought to the sick and demonized, they were delivered, set free, and healed of whatever sickness they have. It's because his clothes, literally, the things he was touching, was touching people that needed healing or needed deliverance. I pray that in this season for you, you'd see unusual, bizarre miracles take place in your life, in your family, in your relationship, in your home, in your business, in whatever vocation you find yourself in, bizarre, odd miracles, but that would point you back to the wonder of who God is. That would feel, it would just feel like, man, lightning is striking in this season. Lightning is striking and I'm seeing things happen everywhere. Let that be the testimony, God, of this season in Jesus' name. Even through what feels still like we're in a pandemic, God, I pray that this would, this last part of what hopefully is the end of this pandemic, God, we would come out with some of the greatest testimonies of your goodness, the greatest testimonies of some of the most unusual things in Jesus' name, all to point us back to who you are, Jesus, as the best, as the one who changes everything in Jesus' name, God. So we thank you for what you're gonna do in advance in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, Kingdom Culture, I hope that encouraged you and we're just believing for the bizarre, the unusual, and the goodness of God to strike your life in a powerful way in this season in Jesus' name. We will see you next week.